0: is prone to rain around here as we found out in the other tiers tonight. And it's quite overcast at the moment. The five red lights are on your screen. We've got Rudy on the right. We've got Olgiano on the left. And it is go, go, go. Let's see who gets a decent start out of the two of them. It looks like Rudy has hold on to his position perfectly. As they all make their way down towards turn number one, we've got Danerko, who's had a monstrous start, but he has to take the skate road. So he's dropped down a little bit. He had a bit of a spin as well. Not quite the start to our home favourite and our championship leader at the moment. So it's really 1st, Huggiano 2nd, Legend first, 3rd, Tom has had a good start in P4 at the moment, but he's been chased down by a lot of cars. we got Attico trying to go down the inside of Rome, but can't do it, unfortunately.
1: Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's episode 12 of Commentator's Corner. And uh, the lady to my immediate right-hand side, you will recognise her voice, but you'll actually now see what she what she looks like as well. A very warm welcome to Commentator's Corner, Jess Ball. Jess, lovely to have you on the show. How have you been keeping?
0: Hi, I've been, I, I've been doing great, being busy with commentary at the moment. Just started a new job recently, um, not related to commentary, of course. Uh, mm. Life has been getting a lot better recently after uh, um, the troubles of the pandemic. So uh, I'm, I'm getting there slowly but surely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been doing a lot of work with PSGL, uh, Visceral Racing, your head of commentary there, also One Hub. Uh, you also, if people might recognise uh, Jess's Twitter handle, which is actually in the description down below. Uh, Jess, you were one of the uh, people that actually competed at the F1 Creators uh, Show in London, where two fo- well, two particular guests that have already been on Commentators Corner, King Kodiak, Chris Buxton, and Kieran McGinley, were on hand to commentate. Now, that must have been a bit of a different experience, first of all, <laughs> rather than not being on commentary, but being behind the wheel uh, on on an event put together by uh, F1 Games by Codemasters.
0: To be honest, it was really, really fun. I got to meet so many great people. I got to network with so many great people as well. And it was my first ever proper um, event, meeting up with people since joining the EA Creators Network back in December I got approached from by the community manager there and said do you want to join the Creators Network in December and I said yes so I started doing a bit of grid stuff and and eventually moving on to F1 and then on the new F1 game I got asked a few days before the event so that didn't <laughs> leave me enough time to sort out accommodation travel and everything because um, I think someone dropped out and he was like do you want do you fancy racing it and I was like Sure, why not? Uh, it'll be it would be a bit of a laugh. I know I'll be a slow person, but it was uh really fun, but I had to get used to completely different setup, the way the, the rig was positioned is different to the, the rig I have at home. I think there was load sail cell, cell pedals there as well. I actually sat next to uh McMard at Ben Daly as well, which was a bit of a surreal experience. And to, I think my right it was a uh, um Hayden Gullis as well and lots of other Great people that I met along the way. I also met Dirk as well and Oliver, and I got to get get to race alongside them. And even though I didn't get through to the final, it, it was just it was just really good, just racing at a LAN event, which I don't think many people have a chance to. I know it's not co- commentary, but at least it gets the word out there that I don't just do commentary. I do obviously the content creation side of things as well and I actually I actually beat Arava which is something I could put on my uh CV. (laughs) Yes
1: indeed yes if you yeah if you know of Arava then uh yeah a prolific F1 content creator um but we have a a list well I have a list of questions to ask my guest uh guest here uh Jess so first of all um how did you get bitten by the motorsport bug? And was there a particular big influence in that? Was there like a family member or a close-knit group of friends that sort of like pulled you towards racing uh, as, 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 as a fun thing, which has now become a bit more part and parcel of your life?
0: Well, my parents have been interested in motorsport since they were quite young as well. I'm really lucky that we, we all walked motorsport together. So it was about... Nineteen ninety seven, I I came downstairs. I, I was I was a little and um and I saw my mum and dad watching um a motorsport documentary about Damon Hill and his uh road road to glory the ninety six championship and I was like oh that's cool so I had a bit of a had a bit of had a bit of a watch and I, and I liked the sound as well and I liked the enthusiasm that Damon was bringing so I thought I would uh, give that a go and then I started watching F one. 2000s on and off. I didn't watch all of it because my attention span back then um, was uh, quite little. But I think it started to be, I think, 2007, 2008, I started watching it properly. 2009 was one of my favourite seasons because my all-time favourite driver, Gentes Button, uh, won that title and Braun came out of nowhere as well. And then vividly, I, vividly, I, I was keen to watch from like 2018. I watched every single, every single race Without fail, except if I if I got a trip or seeing friends or got panto or something like that, I watch every race without fail. Usually with my mum and dad, we always like to watch it together unless they're at work or something. But yeah, it's it's the parents that got me interested, not the other way around, which was which was quite nice.
1: <laughs> and um, do you ever remember the first uh, first time you actually went trackside, whether it was on your own with friends or? or with family, what was the first motorsport event that you actually experienced with your own eyes, you know, with every single uh, sense being viscerally bombarded?
0: I've never been tra- trackside anywhere. The, the only time I've been trackside was uh, when I've met some uh, league racing friends online. We do that every six months or so, but for the last few years, we did it every year due to the the pandemic. So we started off at um, Butmore Park, one year, which was my first ever proper car and experience for a while, and then we went to Will uh, Wilton Mill the year after, and then the year after that, I think I think a few, a few a year after that we went to Fruxton. then we went to uh, Larkle, um in Scotland, which is lovely by the way. We're I'm going again with them in in September this year, which I'm looking forward to, and uh, we went to Wilton Mill again in march we're starting to bring every 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 six every six months so uh yeah that that, that's my only experience track side is actually uh just cart and fun with my mates but i haven't actually been to a race but that's that's my goal to go to a race probably btcc will be my first uh
1: Mm-hmm. option
0: because it's cheaper but hopefully I'll like to go to Silverstone I was going to go to Silverstone this year but it sold out so I couldn't go unfortunately
1: yeah well Thruxton isn't too far from you from where you're located anyway I've been no. to Thruxton myself I've been to the kart centre I was there for the uh, race for MDNA uh, charity event last year which raised a lot of money um, and so that's actually you're the first person that has actually openly said yeah I've never been trackside. I've done other things that meant I've been at a track of some description, but I've not been at a motorsport event. And hopefully that happens sooner rather than later for you, Jess. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers, toes, legs, <laughs> everything crossed. Uh, I could try and cross my shoulder blades, but I've a, uh, I'd have a bit of difficulty doing that. Um, right, next question. How did you get into commentary? Was there a particular person or a party that got you involved in, into commentating?
0: Well, wow. I am a vivid performer. Um, in an amateur dramatic theatre company, I've been doing that for many, many years now, and we're starting up again. Um, um, in 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 September for rehearsals there. And I also did a bit of radio back at the uh, back in the day. Did some online radio. Did some hospital radio then uh, as well. And obviously, I liked racing, and I wanted to combine my love of motorsport and online technology in general to actually entertain. The audience in terms of commentary, because I thought you know I would uh, give it give it a go and have a bit of a laugh. And I started getting into the motorsport game industry. I think it was back in I can't remember now, 2017 properly when I saw the likes of our team McMardock and I became a member of Ryan um, L83's community there, and we used to have a little bit of fun there as well. And it was tw- it was 2018 when I saw applications for Apex Online Racing. Uh, commentary, So I signed up for that. And uh, um, some of you may know, we already talked about him in the broadcast. Chris Buxton looked at my yep. application. He was the head of commentating back then and he, he liked it. So I started with uh, the Xbox side. I did um, F2, I was throwing in the deep end, did F2. My first stream went absolutely horrible. I had the wrong stream key. I had the wrong bitrate. Oh, no. I was, it was, it was awful, but um, to be honest, it, I'm glad the worst things happened on my first day because you, you're bound to make mistakes and you learn from your few mistakes. And then I started brawling out to different sims as well. I did Project Cards too in, in June of 2018. I'm um, in platforms as well with uh, Play, the PlayStation side of F1. And then I think it was 2019 or 2020, I moved to P- PlayStation on Project Cards again. And I know ACC was getting more popular, so when the pandemic hit, I started to do um stuff with a uh, with ACC, um because I oh. um someone uh, recommended me to do some singgrid stuff, so I sent the show wheel for that, and uh, that's where I met you. Um, so uh, That's how I got to know you and uh your your style of uh commentary yeah i think i think there were times where we never commented alongside each other no but we, we, we usually no. i think you were the one you were always the one that commentated afterwards so it was a yes. super saturday um it was me and david christie we were doing we were doing yes. um races and then you were doing the long race for them and we we're just like hi bye <laughs> um and then again i, I wanted to boil my eyes a bit more and i did a bit of i racing as well mm. i still do i racing occasionally but i think i've realised that F1 is still my uh, major style and I realised I wanted to help people with F1 as well and I got approached, I think in 2019, the owner of One Hub, Nick, uh, to uh, uh, be a commentator for One Hub Racing and then because of my hard work, they approached me to be head of commentary, which is something I would have never expected. I found out when I was on the train um, watching Ratress uh, the musical in, in London, I was on the train, but I got a message on Twitter saying, you want to be head of commentary? You'll be really good. I was like, oh, wow, that'll be good. So I did that for a few years and uh, I've seen many people come up through the ranks due to my help, which was uh, very, very nice. And um, the following year, um, I um, uh, Connor, the owner of PSGL, uh, uh, was uh, looking for a head of comms there because the last one resigned, unfortunately, due to heavy workload. Um, and I messaged him saying, I want to be head of comms, please. And I was expecting to, to ask, asked uh, to uh, explain to him why i want to be and connor was like oh no we like your experience you're in <laughs> so uh that's that's my uh experience really
1: right okay next thing uh that comes along is always talking about i always go to my smartphone i always have a look at funny social media bits now there is nothing that i'm going to do to embarrass jess but there was a particular tweet four days before we actually recorded this episode from a very fellow commentator, Luke Etheridge, who put uh, and this is something that Jess retweeted. And I have to say, I laughed out loud the minute I saw it was that and this is to do with the incident between one Lewis Hamilton and one Fernando Alonso going into LeCom at Spa saying any Hamilton fan. Blaming <laughs> Alonso for that needs a trip to Spec Savers. Um, I can <laughs> see why that. you retweeted. It's it's great when, I mean, Luke did something brilliant the other day. Uh, what was it? He was on LFM ACC, and I resp- I responded to one of his tweets. He uh, he said uh, this is what it's all about, trying to avoid things in in turn one. And he said uh, in the actual Twitch stream, he did. He went. What have I just witnessed? And I, and I just like literally got. I just quoted verbatim what he's put, what he said, and I just put my response. Hashtag Yeatsville at T one exclamation mark. Yes. I mean the, the 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 thing is is that that we're we're both very open about the fact of toxicity, unfortunately plaguing leagues um and people being fans of other drivers who have yeah we're not going to get into that topic mm-hmm. but we're both very much apparent we're both very very vocal about that and the thing is with leagues competitors we all want to put on a great show we don't want people dragging the leagues and the drivers and the commentators and everybody else through the mud which i know for a fact jess you completely 100 percent are with me on that
0: yeah um but- Sorry. Uh I just I, I did suffer a bit of hate when I first started because there were not many female commentators back 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 in the day when I first started. Um and that but that didn't fa- faze phase phase me at the time. Um and I, and I and I and it lost my confidence for a little bit when I first started because all oh, they all they liked me and it got to a point back in the I think it was in 2019 when I got a. Uh, dropped from AOR for a little bit because if I was kept on, it would affect um, the league's reputations and sponsorship. More importantly, it would would affect me as well in terms of my confidence. But since then, I've been given tips to improve uh, by uh, some lovely people and I don't get as many. I still get hate, but not as much as I do now. But I still think it's wrong just to hate people in general, even if it's commentators or drivers. We all love the same sport. Uh we all love Formula One, ACC, whatever sim it is. Um if, if just just we just respect each other's opinions, really. Just if you don't like about so- about something, if you don't like a driver, if you don't like a commentator, just don't say anything at all.
1: Exactly. In the link in the description is a fantastic article from overtake.gg, which both myself and Jess have read. Uh and I'll be completely honest about this. When I started off in karting, especially Uh, When I did one particular championship in continental Europe, uh, I actually got a couple of uh, nasty messages on social media. But the thing was, one of the things for those aspiring commentators, if you're getting hate, you're doing your job right. There are people that are (laughs) jealous out there. Seriously, there are people who want to be in the position that either myself or Jess are in. Um, and We've worked hard to get to these positions. If you haven't got, as Jess said, if you haven't got anything nice to say, shut up. It's all you (laughs) need to do. All you need to do. Well, we're going to move on from that particular topic, but I think it was worth (laughs) making a mention of it. uh, Because there are people that have worked long and hard in this business, whether it be sim racing or real life. Um, Now, there are two questions coming up, but there's one I can't ask you because you haven't been to a racetrack yet, which is ever been starstruck with a racing driver. Uh, but we can take that from a sim racing complex there, I think. Um, but favourite drivers, whether it be real life or sim racing, have you got a, a couple of drivers that speak out to you? I mean, I know you mentioned Damon Hill when you watched the documentary about uh, the, the oh, yeah. road to glory, the 1996 Formula One World Championship, where a certain the late great Murray Walker Said the following words: "I've got to stop right now because I've got a lump in my throat." As Damon crossed the line <laughs> in Japan to take the title that year in '96,
0: that was a line I remember a lot, and um, that that strike strike to me has been one of my favourite murrayisms. And it, it was just it 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 just I think that just got me into racing, and je- obviously je- like I said earlier, but Jensen Button and I remember James Allen commenting on his first ever. Formula One when James Allen was so biased, but I didn't care because he was crossing the line. It's like, Jensen Button wins!
1: Yes, I remember that. That was uh, BAR Honda 2004, the Hungara Ring. Because- Six. 2006. But previously he was on course to win uh, before that, but yes. the engine blew on the last lap of the race. A bit like when uh, Damon went from Williams to Arrows, Arrows, who where they had the Yamaha engine, Damon was leading, and that car decided to have an engine expiry on the last lap of the race. So uh
0: British curse, you know, it uh, happened to Lewis quite a few times as well. So
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So of course, JB. Well, he's he's part and part of the 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 pantheon of uh, British British drivers that have uh, become Formula One world champions. I mean, are there any other particular drivers? apart from JB and uh and, and, and Damon?
0: I'm trying to I'm trying to figure current ones, but I think I like a lot of current ones at the moment. I'm I'm a particular fan of uh uh the George Russell. Um, I like what he's done at the moment and how he's adapting to the Mercedes, Mercedes uh, outfit as well how he's been so consistent. I like lo- I like him. I like Lewis Hamilton obviously um mm. He, he, uh, the, uh, how talented he is to have seven world titles. And we always have fights in the household who we support because I'm more of a George Russell fan now. And my mum and dad are like Lewis Hamilton fans. So if they don't, don't see Lewis Hamilton doing well, like before they, they get very annoyed, but they're not as annoyed now because <laughs> they're expecting Lewis to not do as bad. So they are like supporting other drivers. um. Tim Racing, hi, oh, it's a toughie. I'm liking what Lucas Blakely is doing at the moment. Oh, yes indeed. He he is doing the improvement that he has made from last going to this game has just been amazing. And he's and with the and with the race of champions as well, he beat Sebastian Vettel in real life, in real life cards. Like, oh my god, come on, Lucas. I'm expecting him to do well in F1 esports. We don't know what team he's gonna be in, but it's Kind of obvious to be honest, uh, <laughs> um, judging by uh, uh, what Veloce had put in in the past about uh, and uh, where well, he was at PSGL, but uh, yeah, um, Lucas Blakely have a special place in my heart. Obviously, James Baldwin with the British GT and stuff, and he also took part in the 24 hours of spa this year. Sally didn't uh finish the race, but I saw his video recently of uh, how he approached that 24 hour, that was quite um that was very fascinating actually most of his stim was at night time so yeah and those were my those were my uh, favorite sim races. but i think lucas um stroke my mind has been the one that's developed uh, quite 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 a lot and uh, I mean, my prediction is going to do really well in f1 esports this year that's my uh, bold prediction before uh, the season starts uh, very soon actually
1: brilliant um right next up is a very very pertinent uh... Topic of discussion, and we have mentioned one particular commentator in the form of the late great Murray Walker, uh, with his respective Murrayisms. Obviously, I would imagine that he would be one of your commentary idols. Would that be correct, Jess?
0: There is quite a lot of commentary idols, but yeah, I think anyone who I know who has a commentary idol, I think one of them has got to be it's got it's got it's got to be Murray Walker. He makes a boring race entertaining he makes it just so enjoyable to watch and the amount of stuff he says is just um just, just 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 so just so funny and um uh I think that's that was one of the reasons why I got into watching most to continue to watching most was because of um the late um Murray Walker and what he does and he he liked all the drivers he was keen to find out about all the drivers as well and uh, I, lo- I I li- I I liked him I'm trying to think of what others. I, I like Jack Nichols as well. He's he's brilliant yes. um, with how he got for, um, into commentary. Like he didn't go, to, I don't think he went to uni. I think he started off from quite um, uh, a, a, a background, which is similar to, sim, similar to us. And uh, to get where he is now is fan, fantastic. And I like the work Julian Palmer does on the Five Live as well. He's a great analyst for them as well. So I like them. I'm trying to think of who else really, but I think those were the ones that... Um, Tomorrow. I may think of more at the end of the, end of the broadcast, but <laughs> I don't know. Those are well, my main ones.
1: <laughs> no, that's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, Jack Nichols used to cut his teeth in uh, FSR Formula C racing, uh, which still, to this very day, is uh, going on at the moment. Um, I think, who was it? I think it was uh, one of the drivers, I think it was Colin Spork that just picked up this year's uh, FSR title uh, and has now moved to race clutch. Uh, quite recently, uh, just uh, and that move was announced before he made an appearance on the VCO Esports Studio, uh, studio with a uh, new presenter for that show It was Ben Constanturos for 70 episodes and now Arjuna Kanka, Kanka Party uh, now hosts that one. Right. Favourite moments in commentary. Now, this can either be your commentary or somebody else's, but you have to give me the first three that jump into your head.
0: Oh. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough, it
1: gets everybody, but the reason being is that there are always those moments that seem to outshine others.
0: Well, I, I, I can I can name one on the top of my head straight away. It okay. was um, PSGL PSF two. I think I can't remember which season it was. I think it might have been season twenty nine or season. It might have been season twenty nine, but I don't. I don't have a clue. Yeah, it was season twenty-nine. It was the last race of the championship. It was the championship decided. The the man that eventually won won the championship came out of uh nowhere. We didn't think he was gonna finish. He I think he was in sixth on the penultimate lap. and then he 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 came out of nowhere to to win, win the race and quite a few people were making mistakes. He made a crucial overtake and uh that was just that was just um amazing to commentate i believe i was on my own as well um because <laughs> no one else could make it so I, my voice was just uh um my voice was just dead um second moment oh, i it, it will have to be it's got to be 2011 um canadian grand prix that all turned oh. in too late yes uh, uh, button leads the Grand Prix, and then Jensen but, the Button one because I have like six safety cars and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and yep. uh, the final one, I can't, I can't think of a final one. I just, I could just think, think of two. But I think the far, the fa- the final one is when I was, was me actually racing, and uh, when uh, someone commented on my first podium that I ever, uh, that I ever had ever, ever had, it was around Austria, and it was in changeable conditions, and I stayed out. On the inter- intermediate tires, where quite a lot of people changed to soft and it didn't work out, and I ended up finishing <laughs> third. So uh, yeah, those were the first three that popped into my head.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that the one in the middle was uh, the the iconic Canadian Grand Prix, uh, where where yeah you we had six safety cars. Jensen Button clashed with Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Ended up having six pit stops, which included also a front nose change. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, did the old JB. Got, got the jump on everybody. And, yeah, Sebastian Vettel, last lap of the race. I think it was the penultimate chicane. He dropped the ball. Back end of the Red Bull went sideways. And then, yep, there goes JB. Through we go. Well, we got one more question to finish this off. And it's quite a nice one because there's a two-pronged bit to this where I actually ask my guest this question and then I have to provide a very, very similar response. So, Jess... If you had no glass ceiling in terms of budget and uh, you had a choice of a car, okay, no budget, and a circuit you would take that car at. Now, that car can be a race car or a road car. Mm. What would you choose? And give us a brief explanation. Why?
0: Oh, it will have to be... It will have to be a McLaren sports car around. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of my favorite favorite racetrack. A McLaren sports car around Austria because Austria is one of my favorite race tracks to watch race in. and I just love the McLaren um r- race team. I I I prefer. I think uh, uh, a an, an an orange or black. Uh, Sports car for McLaren. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know which model. I don't care which model has okay. a, a McLaren a sports car um, that, that comes to mind.
1: Okay. Well, I'll help you out with the, the road car side of things. So we'll go with the iconic McLaren Senna, the road going car, which has over 800 kilos of downforce, four litre twin turbo uh, V8, pushing out uh, over 700 newton meters of torque from its rear wheels around the red bull ring pretty good choice there i have to say very good choice indeed so we're going to stick with the austrian theme but i'm going to bring a little bit of a curveball here so we're going to stay at the red bull ring now there is one particular car that doesn't really get a lot of look-ins when it comes to road going vehicles it is an austrian car and it's not just—I'm just trying to remember because there are there's a couple of manufacturers. That I do remember, uh, one of which is KTM, the Crossbow oh, yes. GT, and and it's not just any Crossbow; it's the brand new GT2 that run, runs in the Fanatec GT Challenge.
0: That's a good choice,
1: and at the Red Bull Rig, so. Uh, the you funny have thing taste. is, I, I know, there you go. You, you see, so you, you'd have two track ripping monsters at the same circuit. <laughs> I mean, um, but no, I have to, I have to say a McLaren sports car. I thought, well, if we're going to go sports car, we're going to go all out. We're going to go <laughs> McLaren center. Why, why the hell not? Um, and at the Red Bull ring, you know, a great track in its own right. Very, very fast, you know, hardly any corners. Um, lots of elevation change good slipstreaming opportunities especially going through turn five unless you try to plant it around the outside Alex Albon a couple of years ago when he was still with Red Bull Uh, but Jess it's been a pleasure having you on the show thank you very much for your time don't forget anyone if you want to get in touch with Jess directly I'm linking her uh, social media down in the description below Jess thanks very much for your time darling it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you
0: no worries thank you for having me
1: so that's it for episode 12 of commentators corner and hopefully number 13 which is just around the next apex will be very very lucky because we'll have another guest here on the show so a big thank you to jess it's goodbye from me see you next time